Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. G'day viewers, what do you want? I was going to say 4321, no, that's fine. Well, what do you think it. I've got fingers for? What do you think, what, an auto cue? Oh, <laughs> I want to know where the, yeah, where the prompt is. Do you want death? Yeah. 321. G'day viewers and welcome to Radio Hot Lab, episode 152, that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a look at motor racing, local and international, cool emerging technology, gadgets, barbecues, and sometimes very interesting gravies, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. And also oh, views, views, drag racing news time, drag racing news, drag racing news. I think that means we've got a guest. <laughs> Who will be introduced a little later. Just <laughs> when, for, when for, we decide he for, for the insolence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah. JP, yeah. that a first, all, first of all, we should be saying, and good evening to Rusty Sausage. Good evening, uh, Rust. Who oh, is, yeah. um, had a, right behind you there. And bouncy. Has, yeah, particularly bouncy, and um, has received a, a lovely new ball uh, mm. today, which is really quite unusual. That uh, it's, it's, it's like a balloon. Interiorly... Illuminate it is, and uh, thanks to the uh, international drag racing correspondent who pointed it out. Um, we, who we will mention later. That's me, before. viewers. That's me. Can we talk about drag racing now, John? Or is that later? <laughs> That's much later. later. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's much later. Uh, dear JP, my Johnny. regular co host, how, how are, are you? I'm not bad, Johnny. Got a lot, lot on at the moment. <laughs> Lots of illness in the family, but there you go. We won't go into that right now. The viewers don't need to know about that. Well, they, they just have. Well, yeah, but that's all they need to it? know. It's just why I mention I'm it? a little bit because I'm just a little bit stressed out, a little bit distant. There, viewers, every every now and again. But Let's have a little bit of quiet time for JP and his stress factor. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Why are you drinking light beer if you're stressed? Because I've got to drive home. Oh. That, that, that faint voice from afar is the uh, apparently international drag racing correspondent who will be very late in the show introduced. <laughs> very, very late. Mr. Llewellyn. We might as well bring him in now because he's just not going to shut up. No. We probably oh, I'll shut up. No. Mark no, Nagler is back down Mark here Nagler. after uh, Classic Adelaide has returned to uh, work on a, a very interesting photographic project which is of extreme secrecy, so secret that I yes. don't know when he'll actually be working on it, but apparently he, he has says that he will be working on it in between lunches of, of with, with the dubious people in, around town that, you know, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm picking up the tab. Well, as Na- you would naturally. be, yeah, because you're the organiser. That's right. Or, That's right, organiser always catches, gets the tab. Good evening, Mark Nagler. Good evening. Viewers. Viewers. He's <laughs> already called them viewers earlier on, but then when he, when he actually gets the intro, he forgets the viewers. Uh, well, mate, uh, what are you having uh, to drink this evening? We're having a lazy red, stone mason, Shiraz, 08, Ballastone. Oh, Ballastone, down yeah, uh, from... Currency Creek. That's right. Near Langhorn. In fact, it's the old Currency Creek winery that uh, Ballastone took over. Um... And it's um, 
five years ago. Deluxe. Deluxe? Because it's only most deluxe of the sea here at Holiday. <laughs> you've uh, you've enjoyed a quite an interesting stroll through town today from here, the world headquarters of Radio Hotlap, to the a new lovely, almost fine dining style arrangement uh, on Weymouth, gallery on Weymouth That's for, right. for lunch. Uh, how did gallery you enjoy that meal with your mesh Riesling? It was luxury, viewers. Luxury, very nice steak, particularly nice potatoes and a salad and very attentive service with very attractive young waitresses. <laughs> well, of course, what more could he say? He'd have to notice the attractive waitresses, wouldn't he? Right. So, JP, what are you having tonight? I'm having the usual light beer, Johnny, Cascade Light. But that's, uh, but, but you will be having a little bit of a red oh, I'll have a little bit of a red layer. That's why I go for the light beers and then I... I can have you should have two, a Jack Daniels, Mr JP. Two light beers or three light beers and then uh, Jack Daniels half a sneaky stress. glass of red and then... Jack Daniels, it helps with Head stress. for the hills, Jack Daniels. Yeah, you had to buy some, some lights. I mean, you left some here the other day, but... I always leave. There's always a couple left in the fridge when I go home, and they've always evaporated by the next time I come If in. you had a cab charge Jack Daniels, eh? you'd be less stressed. I would. I'd be a lot less stressed. Have you got cab charge for me? No. Well, Melbourne. Well, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I'm being hired. I don't pay for anything. You know that. All right. Because it's See, my birthday. It's my birthday, viewers. It's not your birthday. It, it was your birthday, birthday at Classic birthday Adelaide. Quiet, or you'll be sent off. Oh. At Classic Adelaide. Now, there's, a, there's an interesting segue, Johnny. Classic Adelaide. Classic Adelaide. What a, debacle. what a debacle! What a debacle! Well, let's uh, let's let's recap the facts, viewers. That uh, Classic Adelaide. Um, oh, sorry. By the way, I'm having a undercut Cabernet Shiraz 06 from the Macclesfield Estate uh, Vineyards, uh, which is uh, Benbrook. It's, a, it's an actually intense, uh, cool climate uh, wine, and I do think it is quite true. JP is uh, produced. No, I, I, I had a feeling it was um, from. Um, uh, from Benbrook, uh, but no, it's not, it's very similar in in branding no, to the way that. Oh yes, it is. It's Benbrook wine, uh, the yeah. John Street, the home That's of it. Benbrook beef, which is now no longer on the shelves up the road for obvious right. reasons. We, we, we can't even really uh, Relate work to out. Mm. Um, but as the uh, has the top fuel. No, uh, this is not a, a segue for you, Mark. <laughs> a top fuel version of the rosé called Crackling Rosie. Um, and it's very, very good because he said, if I'm going to produce one, give it a high rating. And they suggest it's best taken, over enjoyed over the next 10 years with beef, lamb, goat, camel, venison, roux, pigeon, rabbit, or maybe just a cigar. <laughs> Can they promote smoking like that? No, you don't inhale. Well, this is, you know, is that a, a good thing or not? You don't inhale cigars, so now, it's not, not, not traditionally smoking. But yeah, classic Adelaide, and, 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 and that is also a good segue because Macclesfield, the traditional yes. lunch stop on the Saturday, it is. could possibly become no more. And it might, what do we know? But there's all sorts of rumours that David Edwards, who's the, the, uh, the, the, the alias the duck, the man behind the brand behind Silverstone Events, has done a change of address. <laughs> because one couldn't say he's done a runner, well, because that would be slanderous. No, it would. That's right. One so. would not say that. No, no. He's just sort of nor infer it. No, he appears to have vaporised slightly. And a bit of cash seems to have vaporised as well. Or well, I think the cash had already vaporised actually. <laughs> but there you go. But the upshot of that, mate, is that uh, you were here. You saw some stuff on the television, but. Uh, Tell us, tell us the story. Well, effectively, that uh, there's still a whole heap of people uh, who haven't been paid for the last event. Um, 
and uh, the office has all been closed up. Um, there appears to be no uh, no money left in the pot. Um, the duck has gone. Um, the clerk of the course and Chris Nixon, the yes. uh, the media director from yep. last year, have Good not been Nico. paid from no. the 2009 event, of which you were here, uh, Mark Nagler, yeah, you were. to enjoy. Right. I was taking photos. And it was a... And it, of and hands. It was the usual... And blondes drinking and carrying on. Yes, true. A book that has been published, but that's another story. You can get to that we'll later get to that and promote that. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to speak to the viewers, could you raise your voice a little bit? Because you're a bit, you're a bit distant. Okay. <laughs> he can do that. So anyway, um, it would appear that because the SA Motorsport Board was already heavily involved in uh, running the event in any case, uh, they look like the prime candidates to maybe take it over. But obviously there's well, a lot the SA of... the SA Motorsport Board was never involved with Classic Adelaide. Well, they were in as much as Clipsal 500 sponsored the event. They were, uh, they were co-sponsors or whatever. No, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I, saw I, that, believe I thought were. Clipsal 500, like the South Australian Motorsport Board was promoting Clipsal 500 Adelaide yes. and the South Australian Rally. And they oh, took I over, and I don't know who, did, who, who ran that after Coopers then bailed out. Yep. Then we saw the Clipsal 500 branding on the... Uh, on all the promotion, no, the ancient Grand Prix, that yep. ancient Grand Prix that runs at Lobethal Grand Prix. Yes, but I mean, geez, I did not see clips of five hundred branding. Oh well, I was, I okay. was under the impression that they were involved somehow, but maybe not. To they the could have been. That I've just said, but it appears so. they put their hand up to. Well, it look. doesn't appear that they've put their hand up, but it appears that they're the most obvious people to take the event over because it does generate dollars for the state and it does bring him, bring people here. So we can just hope that the you know that that comes to fruition or that some other organisation may take over the running of it. Well, whispers have told me, whispers, horse whispers, yep. Craig Lance's friends, <laughs> have said, because he's from Queensland, that Queensland Raceway was actually interested, the owners of Queensland Raceway were interested yep. in taking it out, which would, which would sort of make a bit of sense to some extent, because then, I mean, it would be like sort of, it's like Daryl Summers, you know, coming back with, hey, hey, it's Saturday on a Wednesday. So it'd be Classic Adelaide running in Queensland. But they still call it Classic Adelaide. Well, they actually had the, um, what's it, at Noosa. Um, Mark, don't always guzzle the last the sun of your wine. <laughs> the I'm sunshine, not guzzling, Johnny. The Sunshine Coast Classic they promoted heavily for Queensland, which I don't know, I think it maybe ran one year. Uh, that was uh, another Silverstone event was, with John Hewson. That's right. So maybe they All thought the there was value in that. And if there is value in that, then and they're going to run that, well, then they may as well be running the Adelaide event as well because the two are intertwined. Anyway, but great controversy, we'll viewers, see. that perhaps Classic Adelaide will vaporise and people will have done their day. But I personally think there is not a chance of that. I'm sure it will come continue to be just as great as ever. There are 800 people, uh, a lot of them volunteers involved. It has huge, um, you know, um, a, a huge following... It's uh, many, 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 many towns. Too. Yeah, it is actually an international level event. Um, I also think that it's fair to say that there's always two sides to every story. We're only hearing a negative story, and there may be some completely rational reasons why the office is closed. I'm Phones sure. are turned off. David Edwards has disappeared with his phone not answering, and a Ferrari on a trailer. We well, don't know anything about that. Well, but we don't. But I think you know. that it's too uh, it's too iconically Adelaide. Um, that it would uh, would be Ken, and in fact, I even heard a wild rumour that that Kevin Weeks, the the last yes. winner, or last two year winner of the event, had actually was prepared to front up two million dollars to run it. And you know, people might go, well, "Why would you do that?" But but Kevin is not only a, a champion uh, of, of that category, um, 
He's, he's a, a very iconic. He's a very iconically South Australian, and he's one of these people. And you see this so often, you know, in the case of like Glenn Cooper with Coopers, yep. uh, where they they put they put it back in yes. because it actually grows their own brand value. And so he him running, uh, you know, um, a Weeks Macklin Homes and um, yep. uh, what's the uh, what's Superlock the, Steel, Superlock Steel, which he owns. It, yep. It'll only come back to him. So. Yep. And of course, he he wants that whole venue, the, the whole the gig to go. So you know, if Kevin does that, well, that's great. Fantastic. And spare good. change, possibly too. Well, there you go. So we'll wait and see now. So keep your fingers crossed. Now, can I interrupt for a second? Sure. Very quickly. Um, where are those horrible, crunchy desserts at JP loves? Oh yes, horrible, that's crunchy a good desserts. Point. That uh, well, JP, loves. mate, I think it's time. We, look, we need to get on to AGP. AGP? Yeah, get on to AGP. Well, AGP, I mean, what a fantastic race. Did you watch it? No, I've got no interest in Formula 1. No, oh, well. I'd rather watch pole dancing. Well, there you go. And a lot of people, in, in fact, on that note, I must say, <laughs> there's boring. a new online... Um, it is, it's boring. A new online sports magazine, um, which is fronted by... Um, uh, oh, gee, totally forgotten the guy's name. Nice bit of noise there, Johnny. What? Um, no, not Miro. No, no, this is an online sports magazine, and it's the guy who used to be the um, the coach of the Adelaide 36ers, um, who's a client of mine, so I should know his name, but I can't remember it. But he made some very disparaging remarks about the fact that um, last weekend the Australian Grand Prix uh, was on, and so was the first round of the uh, AFL. And why would anybody watch Formula One? And why would so anyone watch AFL? A, well, this is the thing, isn't well, it? Just because the bowls well, I mean, he can just horses go, he can go and get stuffed, can't he? Well, I mean, he that's can. how we that's see right. it. I mean, there's he, there's he, just no he obviously kicked it off to be controversial, and, it, and I guess it worked. So. Trying to get a little bit of airtime with us. <coughs> it just won't work, so just move on, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Anyway, so I thought the, the whole weekend was excellent. I thought the TV coverage, apart from the frigging adverts that were absolutely interminable, Channel 10, was excellent. And look, it ended up being a, a, a great, a great a, race. A, it was a very good race. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the, the coverage really did start at. Stop interjecting, pest. <laughs> or will you be sent off? Alright. I just wonder if there's any passing. Anybody pass anybody? Sorry. It was lots of passing. Oh, was it? Okay. That's why it was yeah, an exciting passing, event. passing, but oh, you right. know, it, it did start at 12 o'clock. That'd they be did. <laughs> he won't give up. No, right, mate. I will piss you off the show if you keep interjecting. <laughs> right. no, You've been told, and that's me being be serious, viewers. Right. Yeah. All right. So, because we have a lot Johnny. to get. Oh, just, it was a really great show, and there was a lot, but there was so much lead-up stuff that was going on. I didn't really sort of notice the ads as, as such, but I suppose you know you you do need to get the, the whole thing paid for. But there was, I, I saw Lee Diffie. He was he was struggling. He was starting to. Slow yeah, he wasn't in his yeah. speech because he's he, going. I'm going to get someone on the auto queue going to come and tell me to do something, and and then there were very, there were very funny comments. I thought like from someone like Beardo, he's going, yeah, oh, yeah, oh he's actually very good. Uh, he was going, yeah, look, oh mate, he had that bike down there in you know seventeenth place. He, yeah, I expect fireworks from him. It was just <laughs> just a random comment, mm. and of course it had to be handball over to, to um, to. to who else? Who was? That? Who else was it? Oh no! Well, Lee Diffie was running the anchor. Yeah, he was the anchor. And then they had Daryl Beatty. Daryl Beatty. Yep, yep. Who um who can ride a bike quite well? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and make occasionally good comments and do occasionally good interviews, which he did with one <laughs> particularly good interview with Schumacher actually, which which I thought was was very well done. But uh, and the other bloke. 
<laughs> Who was he? It's the Channel 10 bloke, you know. <laughs> I can't remember. Thingy my bob, and we've all got mental blanks. Oh, John Travolta's mate. Yeah, that's him. Anyway, but I also quite like that. Talking of uh, talking of that, just very quickly, Lee Diffie had one of those nice little tiny, like an earpiece and a little tiny microphone. Yeah. But Bairdo and Daryl and the other dude who whose was name it? we can't remember. Can't, who was it? John Travolta's mate. Shut up. Yeah, I know. It was John, everybody was John Travolta's mate, weren't they? Because he was there. But anyway, they all had these huge, huge bloody earphones on. That looked like they could have been but flying, it also, a, yeah, it, it, flying it, a bloody. Uh, but know, remember that B52. They're down in pit lane, right? And so yeah. they've got and a lot they, of ambience, whereas and, diffs and the across big thing the road. around with the with the big foam. Um, but they do do that over a lot the of microphones. Yeah, well, maybe there was a lot of ambient, but God, they look like gooses. Anyway, geese. Moving right along. Geese. No, gooses sounds better. So no, it was a good. It was a good race. But I've got to. I've got to tell you this. I Come Formula on, One news. From Sporting Life, which is a Pommy uh, magazine. If you go to sportinglife.com uh, slash Formula One slash news, they do, they do every Grand Prix as a lap by lap. And the last little bit of the Australian Grand Prix, I think, is hilarious. Because lap 56, Hamilton is complaining to his team about bringing him in. While Button's tyres are going strong, Hamilton is whining to his team now. Terrible, terrible idea. Blah, blah, blah. And then Hamilton obviously uh, tries to get past uh, uh, Alonso and then stuffs up and uh, Weber goes into the back of him. But then it goes on. Lap by lap. Lap 58. Shoemaker takes De La Rosa for 10th place and a point. Hooray. <laughs> well, Alonso ended up coming third, uh, according to ABC News report. Is that right? But did they did. get the two red cars mixed up? He did get the They did, didn't they? But, you know, it's just yeah, shocking. Well, there you go. So. Anyway, but so yeah, look, it was good. Good. McLaren did well. It was a, it was a good race. It was very entertaining, and uh, despite the the uh, inordinately long wind up period, uh, getting there. Uh, interesting, the, the interesting report uh, coming out today from uh, from uh, Brembo was that they said, look, because <laughs> uh, Sebastian Vettel had said, look, I yes. had a, I think a broken rotor. Yep. Uh, the Channel Two also managed Supposed to get to that wrong. Game. Oh yeah, hit a greasy oils oily pot spot and that, that was the end of him well he didn't have a broken rotor at, at all and in fact what had happened is that the torque drive between the front left axle was lost and uh, it looks like it's a, a combination of miscellaneous issues and uh, an incorrectly tightened uh, nut on the last wheel stop so mm-hmm. so poor old Vettel I mean that's twice now that he's basically been screwed by unreliable machinery in inverted commas um, whereas McLaren have certainly got reliability, there's no doubt about that. I see Hamilton's actually supposedly come out and made peace with the team, in inverted commas, over the second pit stop decision. Um, and he basically said, look, you know, we've got something to learn. We thought pit, we thought tyre wear was going to be heavier. They pulled me in for that reason. They didn't know how the front runners were going. Um, so we just treat it as a learning exercise. So he's got somewhat philosophical about it. Well, I think so. He needs, he needs to be philosophical about being pulled over the other night. We don't need him to go into that. Everyone else has gone yeah. into it, so we'll That's leave right, that alone. Yeah, but you yeah. know, why, why, but wouldn't you, why wouldn't you gas the AMG up the, coming out? I mean, he just happened to be. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what? But he would have had you know some what? young kids there going, "Go on, go on, give me some welly," and he would have done it just to, well, just as a crowd pleaser, you know. And you know, viewers, everyone knows that the nanny state. If you want to do burnouts, you've got to beat the drag strip. Yes, thank you. But uh, that, was what, like, that was his idea of a segue. What, what I thought was uh, well, it's too early. <laughs> I know it's too early. Yeah. I, I know what I thought was um, 
was was a bit funny there was that that whilst the the media reports then had got like a uh, a, a a resident of Switzerland and then someone another newspaper reported a resident of England without naming who it was but boy they were really happy to name the the, the, the senior constable <laughs> yeah, who exactly. wanted to go hey yeah. look at me I'm and like okay look you know and, and, I, I do need, understand about these anti hoon laws, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it was just—it just is a classic example of going. Look, I want to be a hero. Um, it could have been—I think it would have been so much better. We would have printed a whole, cut down a whole lot less trees. Yes. And you could go, oh, "What's good for the goose isn't good for the gander," all that crap. But I mean, this would have been just, like, just be sensible. Yeah. Disappear. That's the end of it. Exactly. And have a little warning. No. And it embarrassed Mercedes. It embarrassed Lewis. It offset his his balance for the weekend and it made this this, this idiot uh, 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 copper like well Look no like you can't say he's an idiot he's no, just he's doing, doing his, his job. job but I mean I think discretion is required well, sometimes exactly. and I think that's the big thing but with, with any of the coppers is that they've, they've lost the art of discretion in a lot of cases and which you know and that then then drags you back you know to some to some of the comments there from, from Mark Webber you know, who'd gone on about saying... Well, well yeah, that was the nanny state. Well, a nanny state. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to agree with him. I mean, he's quite right, because we've talked about this before, that the whole problem with, with Australia... Well, it's not so much it doesn't seem so bad here, but the whole bloody place has gone mad on yep. OH&S. Yep. And, and it's true to the point, you know, like he said, I need a rule book to get out of bed. You wouldn't have made any friends over it, but who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah. But nor, are, nor, is, uh, nor is Brumby and, 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 and Walker as well versus Keneally in true. the north. And that's another little story, but but here here's a situation like Thursday afternoon, uh, the, uh, the the qualifying session for GT, and so that you know there's a lot of cars. It's hot. It's actually quite humid. Yeah, it was I'm humid. in pit lane, yeah. and I went look. I'm not going to take the camera down. I'll just take the iPhone. I've got a new video plug-in which turns a 3G iPhone into a GS functionality. Right. So I could record video on it, and I'm right at the end of pit lane. Uh, just you know all the right credentials and everything like that and. And so I'm about to, about to come out around the fence line, and there's the, there's the white line, which is where they can sort of basically gas it and, and get yep. out. And I'm not over that line. There are three guys just between me, about as close as you are, about within a metre. And they're all standing there, all the credentials, and they've got all the vests and everything like that. Yep. They see me there for about 10 minutes, and I'm, I'm down there with the camera, holding it low, and the, when they're waiting for the light to go green so I could get a fairly slow... Uh, you know, a bit of video of the, all yep. the cars coming down because it's really quite a diverse field now with the Mosels and the Ascari and the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris and the Porsche and and, and it, it's minus well let, let's everyone have a look at it and you can hear yep. the sound otherwise they're all ah, and you just you don't true whereas yeah, all some of them ah, 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 yeah. ah, and it just it, it was actually a really good a good little bit of video I thought no drama and then I've gone see you later those guys bye and I walked out and, I, and as I walked behind the fence this guy sort of said looked at me and he said mate you won't be doing that tomorrow. I said, you know, you're right, because I've already done it. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be coming back. Because qualifying's today, it's not every day, it's just then. And he goes, no, 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 it's an OH&S thing. And I said, no, it's a PQ&R thing. <laughs> because he just made an assumption yeah. that I know what an acronym means. That's right. And he went, what's PQ&R? I said, what's OH&S? And did he know? Well, I didn't either. He didn't dive on. And then it. I walked up, well, you can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> PQ&R. <laughs> and I mean, here's this like. Uh, I like to explain it to me. No, no, not, not. I mean, I'm saying to the guy, tell me, just say, yeah. look, you don't have a, the correct safety visibility credentials yeah. on you to be in a 
dangerous environment, we'd rather you not being there. Where there's like, you know, you won't be doing that, will you? I'm a, I'm officious, well, no. official. Oh, it's just. <clears throat> Mark, have you got a comment on that? Well, all I can say is, it doesn't happen in drag racing. <laughs> doesn't. You would have put money on the fact that that would have come out, wouldn't you? So, what are you eating there? I'm eating these horrible things. Viewers, they're like... Imagine the biscuit factory where they make all those luxury biscuits, right, and they've got the big machines, and all the crumbly bits fall on the floor, yeah. and then they're swept up, and yeah. then they go, what are we going to do with all these crumbly bits? And, and they, they went, okay, well, we'll just, you'll put some spray adhesive on them and throw a bit of rank pepper on them, and then package them. Pepper. I forget the garlic. <laughs> and garlic. Have you tried and one? No, I haven't. Well, you better try one. Well, I bought them oh, last no. week because I thought, oh, well, well, they, they look interesting. I might, they start might off them. as rank viewers, but as you drink more wine, they get worse. acceptable. <laughs> but they are quite a bit like seasoned cat litter, really, aren't they? Well, you can taste the garlic, and you can. <laughs> they are, but <laughs> taste they the pepper. Are, they are utterly putrid. They're, <laughs> they're really a bit... always fresh. No, no, no. They're not utterly putrid because couscous is putrid. Garlic pepper rounds. <laughs> yeah, but what is rounds? But they'll make. Well, you what drink is rounds, man? It's garlic and pepper. Like it's like garlic and pepper biscuit, garlic and pepper pancake. But no, what's a round? It's, a round it's, is like like yeah, no, 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 it's all the bits mm. that they've swept up and made them round. So when they've, glued, when they've glued them together, yeah, would you, it's sort of would glued you, together remnants. Would you agree with the Garlic branding? Garlic and remnants, <laughs> lightly seasoned, crunchy snacks. Well, they are. Well, I wouldn't say they're lightly seasoned. I'd say they're fairly heavily seasoned. Every label is always crunchy. fresh. Party GPRs. <laughs> GPRs. No, what I suggest for you is just would go, you believe go, go to uh, go to your laundry and get your cat litter, uh, <laughs> albeit clean. Yeah, pre cat whiz. And then take it back to your kitchen and get a handful and cover it in spray adhesive and then pour pepper all over it and roll it into a ball and let it dry Don't for a few the garlic. moments. Yeah, and the garlic. And then put yeah. it under a chair leg to flatten yeah, it. Yeah, and then kind of flatten it a little bit. Have a couple of glasses of wine and, and preferably a quick jacks as well because you need it. <laughs> <laughs> and then eat some. And, and the jack drag racing. And you'll, and you'll see. So there you go. So and look and, out and, for and, them, and, viewers. Anyway, answers on a postcard, please, viewers. You heard it here first, viewers. <laughs> do, Always do you, fresh party exclamation mark. Party. Garlic pepper rounds. Do you think, Give them a try and see if you hate them as much as we do. do, well, do you bought them. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know what they were like. It was a pure test. Absolutely. I think, I think yeah. viewers, my, my bowels will be partying later, but that's another story. So, so guys, do, do you think it is uh, worthy of this stamp? Uh, perfect for parties and entertaining with a nice uh, uh, handwritten, irresistibly tasty stamp. No. Irresistibly. I, I just got sucked in by the beer in the background. <laughs> oh, that, looks, right. that looks like the thing to have with a beer. It's not. <laughs> but they were it's, it's a cigarette butt with a little bit of the cigarette it's left a on it. Beer, See, it's you a beer, Walter. And it's all blurry and out of focus in the background. Well, if you actually had a diary, then. But, you know. Anyway, it'd dull your taste buds, which would be a good thing with these. But yeah, they're definitely different. But they could be useful. They were worth a try. They could be useful for propping under chair legs at rickety restaurants. Yeah, I think if you ran out of cat litter, and then you sort of they go and put them in the put them in the tray, and then what do they do? They go. There's the sound of one being. And you know what else you could do with them? You know when you go to a restaurant and you get them little squashes, them little round squashes, you could pour gravy over them and really piss people off. This squash tastes terrible. I mean, if you did, if you did actually, JP, if you did actually crush them up, like you got a whole bunch of packets, crush them back up, to where they came and, from, and, and put them back in the cat litter tray, it would be interesting to see how the cat would react if it actually 
touches its ass onto the uh, remnants. <laughs> you could be honest. I mean, that could be furball dissolvers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let's just see who oh, made this. Oh no! Oh my God! Always fresh. It's a pedigree. It's product. always fresh. Was well, whoever made it? No, Riviana. Oh. Who's Riviana? Tony Quinn's going to be onto this. Oh, you reckon? Maybe he'll make them for dogs. Speaking of Tony Quinn. Yes. The GT race at uh, the Australian Grand Prix, mate. I have to say that, uh, look, uh, for the first race, there was a, uh, a, a crash uh, at the beginning with a bunch of Porsche down the back in the challenge class. Then there was a safety car, which then trundled around for a lap before it got going again for then someone else to beat themselves in the, in the, in the, in the, the, the sand trap. Didn't seem like much of a, a very good race. I mean, I don't know what goes on there, but everyone's sort of going, look, take it easy, you want to get the laps. It doesn't seem to come to uh, come to fruition. Um, following that, the Saturday race, what a debacle that was. Well, well, it appears like uh, having Tony Quinn, and I'm not canning him, but I'm going, well, here we are. Smashed the bows little bits. At, um, and looking quite dazed, I might in say. In the Clipsal 500. In the Clipsal 500. Yep. Then taking Clark's car... Uh, which uh, to, to run before it overheated, <laughs> then having to be handed off, it was actually being sold off to uh, to Dean Grant, who had That's run right. the car uh, on the the Monday Monday week after Clipsal uh, at a shakedown test at Sandown, and in black livery, not in uh, the yellow that Clark had run in uh, at Clipsal, was uh, was running really well, looked really good. So Tony has gone and taken the uh, the uh, the Aston Martin uh, DBR. S9 GD3 car out, a, a splendid looking car, it ab is absolutely. But um, it appeared to have an issue getting off the line, got going, and then either like Mr. Gear subsequently found out it was uh, something to do with fly by wire throttle control. Um, and at the very moment where it sort of started to, to slow, and it's a big solid feel, Mark Sini in, uh, in the, the Porsche 997 Cup car, I don't think it was, it was a, no, it was a Cup S car. It yeah. was, it had, had just dived was on the right hand side of the track it dived right to avoid the slowing uh, Quinn and at that same moment the car gripped up and, and, and got on the gas and pitched him into the wall severely which then flung him back onto the track making massive damage to that car hit Quinn which then hit uh, the Audi again the Audi R8 got a little bit oh, of a no, swipe only slightly only slightly more cosmetic damage uh, the uh, the Lamborghini of Peter Hill uh, and um, uh, and also of, of Taplin, uh, and then the Ash Samadis um, uh, car, that, which I think is also a Mosley. I mean, it was just, and that was 300 metres, cut red flag. So that was the end of that. And then we go to the next race, and then <laughs> there's another one, and then John Bowser Scari got parked, like out the back part of the circuit there, something had gone wrong, and he, he parked, I suppose, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that JB did anything wrong, but he, he possibly was just, he was, could have been a little bit more close to the side of the track but having said that I think he was in a left-hand drive car and right. so that was the reason why he, he kept it he out of it because he needed to be able door. to get out of that's the car right. and so yeah. that was that's what people weren't thinking yeah I think he, he was in the car he had his belts on and lucky he did because there you know and the plenty of yellow flags had been waving and then some plonker comes around like in this Porsche with his head up his ass driving over the bonnet off the back of some guy pulls out just pretty much destroys the Ascari and his own car. And the, the bloody thing went up in the air. I mean, red flag. I mean, yeah. now there was a $6,500 entry fee to go and do that race this weekend, that, that weekend. I mean, what a mm. bunch of dickheads. 
I can't say it any. I mean, What's wake up to yourselves. Like these guys, brain, brain, brain fade. Look, there are only a handful of guys in that category who can actually drive cars. The rest of them, okay. So that's what the if that's what the category is going to be about. Gentlemen races. It's a it's a worry, a and in fact, of... and that and that 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 brings me on yeah. to something which is actually getting my goat up, and I think it's getting a lot of people's goat up is the fact that now the GT3 cars are being eligible to run in the Bathurst 24 a 12 hour race. Now. That is that to me. I don't know who's putting it, pushing that. Whether it was James O'Brien, the promoter, or Bill West and Craig Denny from Spherix, who are the, uh, the the category managers. Yep. I, I don't think so much. So, although having said that, those guys definitely, um, you know, they they and they they're good guys. They know how to do Bathurst twenty four hour and things like that, and they certainly know how to run a category. But but where you, well, the problem is by introducing the GT three cars into it. We we know look. From Formula from the Formula One event, they can't do a lap without running into each other. So how are they going to do twelve hours? Then you've, you, they've put all this hard work in on getting GTP style like pre yes. pro car day sort of stuff back. JB then extolling the virtues of man, manufacturers getting involved. We've seen the Evos. It, it's good top end production car racing. So now we're going to go, all right, here, okay, Champagne Chardonnay guys, right, you can all come in, like you do a lap and then run into each other. You know, how are you ever going to do 12 hours? Exactly. You're also now taking the focus away from what it was about. Yeah, And And then they're going, oh, with 130% rule, someone's going to go, oh, we can't have a Yaris there. We're frightened about speed differentials. Like, you know, like, hello, who was there first? Mm. So my solution to the idea, apart from saying, pull your head in, Yep. is to run, if you could be able to do it, because I don't reckon any of them could, run, at best case, a proper FIA GT3 race on the Saturday, six hours, yep. thousand kilometres, Le Mans style, get internationals come in, you do it on the Saturday, and then you want to drive more around the mountain, then you can get in the car at 6am on the Sunday and continue to do another 12, hour, 12 hours in a production in the production category. Yep. So no one's on top of anyone else. You've got <laughs> premium products, but you're not going to screw up the existing the formula yep. of the 12 hour. And because you know yep. how many laps are going to go. Most, yeah. as I said, sorry, guys, but most of you can't drive. Who, who can drive there? You've got Beardo, JR, um, Quinny, yep. um, Bowie, well, yeah, beyond that, yeah. you know, start struggling. Not only okay, that, but it, it will bring internationals back in if it's played right. You know, like Brabs will come back mm. and drive stuff like that, and 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 Alan will be here and doing so, and you'll bring some cream in, and you can open it up and get like Lars with the Aquila and all this really interesting yeah. stuff, and go, hey, people from from British GT, they want to come and do it. Everyone wants to do it, but Everyone don't make them do twenty four hours. No one can come to Bathurst and do a twenty four hour race. There's just not enough period. Yeah. You don't or even get... even a twelve hour. Anyway. Yeah. That's my bit. I've said it, but okay. I think that's the solution, and it probably not even that. Perhaps just a two-hour race, because I don't think yeah. these guys can. They, they're not. Will they last two hours. Well, that's oh, what you have to look, wonder, isn't look, it? These cars are built to run twenty-four hours. Yeah, they, yeah. they can do that. They the, do it at Daytona. They do it. The at The drivers Dubai. seem to crash a lot. The drivers aren't thinking. Mm. What's that guy sitting up? You know. You know, driving off the bonnet behind some guy, and he's already been round and seen the double yellows at that same point for a couple of laps, and goes, "I'm pulling out, bang into the back of a brand new Ascari, and destroys the car." Are they all rich crashes? Yeah, but that's we that's don't need that. There. We don't need that. It's they, not good for no, the sport. No, no, no. It, it's all the pundits laugh. They should go know, and crash somewhere else. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I mean, anyway, it, it it really pisses me off. Right, Hardy, off your soapbox now. That's right. 
Yeah. Anyway, it's the solution. No, it's a yeah, good like solution. It. I like it. I think it's a good no, idea. Yeah. Probably uh, nothing more than a four hour like tops. Four. Yeah. Four tops. All right. Four laps. Now there was some funny stuff. I thought. There was some funny stuff at that the Grand Prix. What about a concourse the elegance? They can't crash doing that. <laughs> and then they can make them all shiny and prance around, looking rich. Well, some right. of them would be more effective doing that. Yeah, well, they, they would. They're too. Full of yeah. shonks too. Oh god. Shonks. Anyway, don't. All right. Oh. Don't get him started. Oh no, man. No, don't get him started. Now the Victorian. I'm only a drag race. So I could yeah. get rats after that. The Victorian Premier uh, <laughs> and uh, Brumby and, and and Ron Walker, the yep. uh, the, the yeah, chairman yeah. of the. Of, of the Formula the One, tall there, man with the stoop, yeah, and the hair problem. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, um, <laughs> they were they were reacted to uh, Christine uh, Kennelly, Keneally, whatever. The, what's the what's the thing, what's the New South Wales Premier's name? Keneally, uh, Christina Keneally, Christina Keneally. Please, she's gone. She's <laughs> a politician. Huh? And has gone along and said, "Look, um, uh, we'll be taking that over now. We'll be taking over the Formula One now. Thank you." Goodbye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and like they didn't attend the event, but the thing, but I thought, but the response from from Brumby and Walker together was was just utterly laughable because there was Brumby, like you know, quite a bit uh, shorter than, mm. than than Ron Walker, despite not having any Ashley Making Martin him stoop anymore sponsorship. And and Walker just went and said. It's just not done like that. You just can't be doing that. There's procedures and policies and people to know and so forth. Whereas, and then Brumby, he just squeaked. <laughs> they won't win it. And that was all the statement he came out with. It yeah. was pitiful. I mean, and you know, it was just, I just think, you know, uh, you know, ten points to New South Wales. Oh yeah, because so they are going. No, you managed to drive the wedge in. No, of no. course they don't want it. Who's yeah. going to go out there? I mean, and I no, don't no, see no, that up there. No. It'll be it'll be the Eco GP. Yeah, be absolutely mad to go GP. there. Yeah, I don't think. I don't yeah. reckon it. Well, it's never going to go there. Work, fact, no, it will be the Eco GP. But, you know. It won't be but, going there. But good on New South Wales because they got plenty of publicity out of it. And if they get nothing else, they'll probably get a bigger. They've already cut down all the trees for the V8 supercars. So the greenies will stop. Well, they'll probably get a bigger. Melbourne's the right venue, and even there were some punters from, from Sydney who had gone on to say, look, we don't want it to come to Sydney. You know, Any more than we want it back what? here, because the it was reported in the advertiser here, I, I think, on the Saturday morning. We should go to Perth with the air race, Red Bull air race. I mean, it's all that's, the, that's the new Asian Grand Prix. Asian Grand Prix? Yeah. Well, Perth's Asia. Is it? Ooh, yeah. Do we talk to them? Do we have to put up with pesky Asians now, as well as pesky <laughs> Europeans? Mark, I'm sorry, you can't be saying things like that on no, this show. No, oh, sorry, no, we don't. No, no, it's close to we Christmas Island, people. but that's no, no. This is this is the not. No, they're just pesky. You have to re- retract that comment. Well, oh, they're pesky because they don't drag race. No, that's right. That's right. right. On that, because There's of that, no because of that, you don't have to have a, a, a penalty he's garlic eating. round. Oh, I'm getting into hey, it. He's viewers. still eating. No, I'm drinking more. Have of this you not red. Give him the crunch. Now, whilst I bought the crunchy things you're whinging about, I also bought that bottle of red, and I do hope that there's at least half a glass left for me. This one? Just to ensure that you don't guzzle the whole lot before no, I get it's to a red. Viewers, it's my birthday year. <laughs> it was his you birthday class. Now, I was hoping mate. that you'd bring a nice red for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have, because yeah, yeah, JP's yeah. always reliable. <laughs> Okay, uh, Monday despair, despair. Monday morning um, went to Crown Casino. Oh yeah, please. Crown Casino to see Mark Scaife, um, uh, Car of the Future, the Car of the Future presentation. Really good. I thought 
I thought Scafi was a, an excellent presenter. I told him so. I said, mate, you should have been in advertising. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's because he's got an agency called Phil, which he said, I'll do this and that, bits, bits and bobs. He must, yeah. must have been talking to Andrew. He lives here, but anyway, it was really, really good. For those of you who haven't heard it, go back to episode 151, uh, which I put up yesterday. Look, uh, you know, apologies uh, for some of the audio quality. I mean, it was I was recording it on the iPhone, and, and, and it is it was quite a large a large room. <laughs> Echoey, is that what you're trying to say? Large room at uh, at Crown Casino, but nonetheless, it it he very, really really presented it well, um, and uh, you know, it 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 has really good. Um, it has I really think it's good. Got some great potential. It, it doesn't. What I wanted to say about it was that I, I, I liken the I liken the concept to um to some of the software platforms because what they're doing is they're trying to do two things. They're trying to make the whole V8 supercar product extensible and allowing third parties uh, from a supplier point of view and manufacturers uh, to to get involved. They're also being really careful to not go along and say. Look, we, we we want new manufacturers. We we're very happy with Ford and Holden, and uh, you know, and and that was under underlined by by Scapey saying, look, even if we don't get anyone new in once we open the doors for business, yep. we feel that we will have cost containment. We will have a car which costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum as a rolling chassis. It'll be rear wheel drive. It'll have the DNA of what the the Ford Holden Australian V8 supercar. Um, provides and it'll be a 1250 kilos um, at least in the engine and ancillary drivetrain components will be 200 kilos at maximum and and so th- th- that that's a significant cost reduction so on one side they're saying hey uh, we're going to save money uh, yeah. for everybody and improve the financial positions of the 29 owners of the uh, of the uh, Rex um, you know the racing entitlement uh, certificates or whatever it is um, so I saw it as a tentatively, a, 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 rather a cautious response to, like, no, 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 we, we don't want to piss Ford off. We'll piss Ford no, off we because don't. if one no. of them goes, we've got a one-make series and they True. lose their leverage. Yep. But on the other hand, they said, look, you know, we're, we're going to say we're open for business. Now, someone, in, and if you listen to it, it may be quiet, someone said, what about if, if, if would you run left-hand drive cars? <laughs> and Scavey sort of smiled and said, look, if someone comes to us and says we have this XYZ format and we're interested, yeah. well, we'll look at it. And that's a far cry from what media had reported earlier in, in the life of, of V8 supercars because it was very much Ford Holden only. So they're being cautious to say we don't want to piss off the user base, but they want to de Australianise the concept to some extent. They want to get away from the five litre branding. Yeah, and just the straightforward V Holden. Exactly, and you know, I think it 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 it's future. It's the future. And Scafi used his regular term that he does every year, every moment. Evolution, not revolution. That's it, and the, that's written all over the document that you brought it me is. back. And I, as and soon I as I got in there, I said, that. I said, <laughs> I said to um, I said to to Fags, uh, who didn't pay attention and had to ask a question. I could have said, mate, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar rolling. She said, why do you have to ask that question? But that's folks, you know, never pays attention. <laughs> Too busy. He likes to know that he gets the. He had to go there. He had to go there with his one litre coffee cup. (coughs) Oh, he did. Oh, well, that's right. As long as he had his coffee, because he wouldn't have eaten anything in suit and tie. Yeah, and I was even French jacketed up. Gee, not that, but one that you always drag everywhere that's all covered in creases. 
But I have concerns about this whole Mark Scaife issue. Scaife. It's not Scaife. Christopher's brother. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but but on the term of yeah. Christopher Scaife, he's still alive. Basis? Well, there seems to be a big white elephant in the room that no one's paying any attention to. And that is, I think that the the general punters, I mean, they can get all the you know, expensive Euros and the flash mercs and BMs and all the rest of it racing around and carrying on. But I think the gist of it could be that the local punters, they don't want to watch Euros and their expensive mercs and BMs racing around. They couldn't care less about Well, as long Euros. as Ford and Holden are still racing, I don't think that matters because they'll still be cheering on Ford or Holden. Yeah, Look, so the, the fact, fact of the matter there's another manufacturer I'm just making an objective statement because I've got actually really zero interest in V8 supercar racing because I really like drag racing. That's another story. But they did and this, for another show. Yeah, they did <laughs> the this, way we're going. But they did this thing back, was it, with the 80s when they introduced those Euro touring cars and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was as boring as batshit and no one gave a rat's ass. So that I mean, was the Super Tourers, though. Oh, Super Tourers, V8 Tourers. That's yeah. actually, no, that's not the case at all. Because you know back in 1986, mean? Robbie Francovic actually oh, won no. the yeah. Great Touring Car Championship oh. in a Volvo. And <coughs> no, no, I, I think you're I mean, missing I'm, the point I'm, there, Mark. Oh, maybe you see, I am. I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not putting it down. Well, what relevance is idea. the Ford and Holden to going for two opening rounds in Europe? Well, or the know, Middle East. I mean, okay. If no they're trying idea. to internationalise the series, what's the relevance there? If they're going to do that, it makes sense. And it makes and, sense. And as a, as but I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not... I think it's a good thing. Don't you're looking at it from a punter's point of I'm view, I'm just thinking, you? like, if you get you get the Bassus and you get a whole bunch of, you know, exotic Euros and their Mercs and Berms and all the rest of it, I mean, I just don't think the punters can give a shit. Yeah, but who, as Scofield pointed out, who would have thought, yeah, well, thought maybe, the GM maybe was going to Because they don't buy those yeah. cars. They don't have any interest in them. They couldn't give a rat's ass no, but if somebody wants to come out, they don't know anything about. So why would they be interested but in if somebody, racing? But, it, but if Particularly manu- if the coppers are being the coppers. Mark, if, 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 if General saying, Motors if, went into bankruptcy, wouldn't you be having to think, crikey, <laughs> there could be no GM, therefore no Holden product? Oh, yeah, you know. You have to go down the path. It's business survival. So no, they no, have I understand. To open. They're I'm becoming not, an open no, architect. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good strategy. I think it's very smart and and yeah, as you say, the way of the future. But all I'm just saying, I just just got this niggling gut feeling that in the end, I don't think the punters are going to give a rat's ass. Niggling or niggling? Well, th- as I niggling. said, I think the punters will the punters you know, will still. I mean, I'm saying, like viewers, I mean, go and have a look at it, check it out yourself if it happens. I mean, you know. I personally don't care because I don't give a rat's ass because I'm going to be the drag strip watching the top few. Well, as you would be, but yeah, nevertheless, you still got to remember going yeah. back, going back all those years that you know when Jags came to the mountain, when yeah. Walkinshaw first came out yeah. with the Jags, mm. that could be resurrected. I mean, let's face it, Jaguar have got a bloody V8. Well, they could I mean, stick could that in a, in a control I mean, chassis and, and could be uh, hang the panels off of it. So it could be a good thing. Anyway, it could go. be a good thing. I'm just I don't know. There's plenty we'll of stuff see. and plenty of opinions out there. I yeah. suppose uh, v8central.com. Uh, Chris's uh, right. operation probably a good place to have a bit of a look and, and see, yeah, and see what the see what the blogs are, Mr. Blogs. Okay, so uh, last weekend uh, was the first round of the VLN uh, Championship. Uh, VL? What's a VL, VL Championship? VL Championships. Somebody running a VL Championship, so I didn't know about it. I'm going to VL. Can you in the wagons? They're not very glamorous. <laughs> You're digressing like too far. Sorry. And uh, I didn't. I didn't realise. I thought the VLN Championship was like a German Championship series, with the highlight being the 24 hour of Nurburgring. But they are all actually held at the Nordschleife. 
Um, so uh, Alan and uh, um, Alan Simonson and Dominic Farnbacher ran there for the weekend, coming 14th outright, and the field uh, was a uh, well 115 finished. Gee, 115. And there's about uh, another 15 that. Uh, oh no, there's well, there, no, there's another <laughs> probably 40 that didn't. So it's it's a pretty large field. Interesting to see. It was won by the, the, the Manthe Racing. Uh, um, uh, Marcel Tiem and Mark Lieb, um, who was in the, the team with and Timo Bernhardt, who um, had won the 24 hour the, the year before. But Mantic Racing has, has, has won for the last couple of years. They also ran, interestingly, the uh, the first appearance of the Porsche uh, hybrid car, which uses some regenerative, regenerative braking system. So it's a, called a GT3. Is that the one with the electric motors on the wheels? Oh, something like that, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a category called EX1, be, and it came, hybrid. it came six with Richard Leitz and your, uh, your uh, Burgermeister in it. So, Alan, you know, 14th, uh, to be fair, second in the SP2 class, which was won by a, a GD3 Cup car. Anyway, but that, that, mate, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's still uh, a good result. It is, and when, when the field's that big, for sure. A, absolutely, and certainly a... Um, the, the top uh, Ferrari there. There's a couple of um, uh, R8 uh, LMSs uh, up the front there, coming in second um, and um, making his return uh, to racing, Walter Rule. Oh. Uh, also in the same class as Alan, uh, racing for Porsche AG, uh, came 22nd uh, in a GT3 RS. So there you go. That was all a bit interesting. So stay tuned. So I think it's, it's amazing. It's like looking at the photos here of the of the of the circuit and you know all the yep. all the white line marking and stuff like that. It would uh, like be it. very distracting yeah, to have a racetrack with all that shit on it. These hybrid cars, yeah. it's like it looks like they've retouched out the extension cord. I mean, how do they race around <laughs> without the extension cord getting all yeah, tangled up? Yeah, you wish you'd rush around. <laughs> <laughs> have, another, have, have another penalty crunch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hang, hang on, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. penalty oh. crunch sound. Yeah. That's it. I'm liking the pain, viewers. So while we're talking about the regenerator, <laughs> regenerative... Or degenerative. Yeah, or degenerative and the hybrids and da-da-da-da-da, there's an interesting uh, article in Engadget about uh, the Chevy Volt. Um, this well, yeah, that's a perfect uh, yeah, uh, segue Volt. because that, that uh, combines our motor racing coverage with a bit of... With a bit of technology. Sort of. Oh, Tech time, sort of. But they, uh, yeah, they had a look at the Chevy Volt, had a bit of a drive of it, and uh, it's quite an interesting concept the way they've done it because whilst it's uh, both electric and uh, and petrol powered, um, they're not joined in the traditional way, a la the Prius or whatever. Um, the the um, the motor, uh, the gasoline motor, if you want to call it that, the, is the throttle doesn't stick open. Is no, it doesn't stick open, and apparently the brakes work. But, um, <laughs> but oh, <it's, laughs> JP, you know, because of that, Mark, another crunch. <laughs> another crunch. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'm loving the pain, viewers. Go on. Wait, see. Oh, they're poison. <laughs> so the in, the internal combustion lump purely acts as a generator. So like a locomotive. Yeah, so they call it a, like an electric vehicle with extended range capability. So the idea is that once your batteries get down to 30% capacity, the uh, 1.4 litre um, traditional infernal combustion engine kicks in and go away and, uh, and well, go generates kilometers. more power. 
so you don't have to worry about finding somewhere to plug the damn thing in while you're driving along which is pretty good but of course it's got to lug around the weight of that extra engine um, but they reckon that uh, they've done a good job in terms of aero uh, it's got like recessed wiper arms and uh, smooth bodywork and stuff so uh, oh. it's all sort of drag Rick, reduced. Rick with a wing. But they do say that it went pretty good. Is that a segue? Good. No, it's not, a, not yet. It was in, they couldn't believe, even when the supplementary uh, gas engine fired up, it was very, very quiet. Um, but the acceleration, particularly from stop, is very responsive and probably far more so than an average economy car, in brackets. So slug, so, slug in other words. So it was probably not that slug-like, <laughs> allowing for the weight and everything else. And they reckon that the... Uh, the, the um, so it's only slug The road holding's pretty good because... It's not actually the, a slug, it's the, just slug-ish. Because it doesn't go weight. fast enough to get... <laughs> well, it doesn't... Wear tyres out. It, it, like doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have a lot of body roll because it's got the weight of all those batteries laying in the bottom of it. But, uh, so there you go. And apparently the last question that they wanted to ask, and nobody from GM was going to tell them, was... How much? How much? The initial goal apparently was to have it sell for thirty thousand US or less, but it's unclear whether you have to then factor in the seven and a half grand electric car federal tax credit. So that means do you add that and then subtract it when you get it? It'll be, a re it'll be sealed battery like the that, iPad, so you'll just get a car replacement, won't you? So anyway, they're they're planning on um, selling it in some limited test markets, California, of course. Michigan and Washington DC before the end of the year. So it'll be interesting one to keep your eye on because, you know, if people start buying it, that's Maybe all. you'll sell it in my state. It's yeah, all right. gonna help <laughs> All gonna help what? GM out. Right. Of the ship, hopefully. Right. You can't be serious. <laughs> well Who would have thought I, I was the governor? That's right. Who's I'm gonna follow make Mr. Ronald. Who's gonna make I'll be back hemi. in a vault. How do you make electric hemi? That's what I want to know. Electric hemi. <laughs> Bloody well, before we get on to tech time, I think it's obviously time for drag racing. <laughs> one more, yeah, penalty, crunchy, crunchy one. I'm loving the pain, viewers. Come on, there you go. Right now, viewers, you're on, mate. You're for on. those of you oh, who oh, don't like oh, drag racing, yeah. you can go and have a durry now, or go to the don't toilet, promote or whatever. smoking. Yeah, what you do know, you want to be at? I'm just saying that they want to get into drag racing because as but, I've said to Johnny for the last 30 years, it's where the action is on the quarter mile. <laughs> all right, you got 30 seconds. You know, on, the, get on with it. Tell the best thing about, about NHRI is there's no pesky Europeans, but I won't get that. Now, listen, viewers, this is your occasional drag racing correspondent. I must say occasional because it's been raining flat out on the east coast of Australia here, so every major drag racing meeting has been rained out. So yours truly has got neither good photos. Actually, I got one at the Summer Nationals recently, but no live reports because there hasn't been any bloody drag racing because it's raining so much. But John's been hassling me because I've been drinking too much wine. And here, courtesy of the wonderful journalist, Mr. John Barmans, from dragster.com.au, is the news about Graham and Andrew Cowan Andrew being the son of Graham Cowan. Stalwarts of drag racing. Stalwarts. Stalwart. Yeah, legends of Australian drag racing. Multiple top fuel champions, multiple funny car champions. Who retired. Owners of Rocket Industries. Rocket Industries. That's right, viewers. Rocket Industries. Aren't you amazed I know this? Yeah, no. Rocket Industries premier I'll have a crunch for that. Just yeah, get into penalty it. Penalty crunch. Anyway, they retired from top fuel racing in 2005. 
selling all your equipment and, and cars and everything to Jim Reed Racing. But now the news is they're back with a new, new top fuel team. It appears that um, the Cowans have bought all the assets and equipment, except the truck and trailer, I might add, from David Powers Racing in the US. This includes two cars, one of which is brand well, the new. the truck and trailer would be left-hand drive. It'd be useless over here. No, it's going to be on its own. Nah, but you wouldn't. But Why would you bring a left-hand drive truck state in? State-of-the-art and obviously championship calibre, and they should be here in end of July. That's one of the good things about drag racing. You don't have to do your left-hand drive, right-hand drive conversions. No, that's right. It's because it's, the middle, a, because right? it's down the middle. They're not allowed to be driven on the so road. So the thing about they? the Cowans is they've been drag racing for 30, 40 years, and that's in their blood. Now DNA. DNA, that's yeah. right. Now, the last time the Cowans raced together was in September 2005 when Andrew Cowan, Andrew Cowan defeated Jim Reed in the final of Top Fuel at the East Coast Nationals at Western Sydney Raceway. He also set, Andrew Cowan this is, set the low ET at 4.73 seconds and a top speed of 308 miles an hour. That's not actually particularly stunning these days, is it? They won to 4.5. No, it was back in 2005. 4.7 is not slow. Hanging around. Where does that leave Romeo Capitano sliding oh. up in his ass backwards? Well, well, no, Romeo's not in it. But now, but where, um, where does that leave him? <laughs> leaves him out in the outer. Right. <laughs> out in the outer. Now, it was, out it was a good outer. spin. Now, <laughs> viewers, now viewers, I know most of you are interested in that, those pesky Europeans in Formula One, but <laughs> Andrew Cowan, right? At the tender age of 17... We'll have to cut him off. He's actually doing a good job. He's no, take over. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to... Just out of interest, Andrew Cowan, right, was the first rookie in his first year, being that is being the rookie, in NHRA racing to reach the final of Top Fuel in the US Nationals, which he unfortunately lost by a sliver to Tony Shoemaker in the US Army entry. Any relation? No. No relation. Right. So in his first rookie year, he made the US he made the US Nationals <laughs> final, which was an incredible achievement. Can I get my boots? Thing? Right. And did he get? Does he put the boot in? Does yeah, the know? boot. Yeah. Has <laughs> he got he real leather? Has he got leather skin? Healing toe. <laughs> and he has also had two other finals in HRA and a win in the IHRA. Two What's wins that? in Andra. IHRA is, is the IRA? It's the, uh, the International Hot Rod Association, right, okay. which is the other series next to the NHRA, which is a so national basically hot rod sort series. of a, a lap right. around Happy Days car park. Right. Anyway, so he's raced for some top teams, including Daryl Glenn Racing, which is uh, Carrier Boys and Scott Griffin Motorsports, and also ran the, uh, also drove the New York Yankees dragster. I know, mate. I can look. I can see in your face that you, but you were doing such a passionate job. But right. you, you need to excuse yourself for the viewers to have yeah, one. Yeah, excuse me. For the viewers. <laughs> you need another yeah, one. Definitely. I'm loving this pain. Yeah, yeah. S and M. You get into it after a while. That's terrible. Now, yeah. Go on. Have a swig of wine. Wash it down. Then get on with your spiel. I'm getting on with it. Now, viewers... Stop spilling. Now, I must say... Now, listen, the Cowan name is also linked to some impressive performances in Australia, them being the first to break the 
4.8, 4.7 and 4.60 elapsed times in Australia, as well as the first team to run 305, 310, 315 and 320 miles an hour. It's miles an hour viewers, not pussy case. What is that in case? It's, um, well, 320 is uh, something over, yeah, it's over 500 k's because they were also the first to break the barrier of 500 kilometres an hour. Right. Which is pretty funny. That is pretty amazing that you can get from zero to that speed. Yeah, in 4.6 seconds. That's Mac 0.8, isn't it? But they don't don't measure the speed on the finish line. You've got to, as they say, that term, like driving it through. That's right. Yeah, how how speed is measured on the drag strip viewers is the finish line beams, right, and 66 feet and 66 feet before and 66 feet after the beams there are two lights, right? Oh. So what they do is they, the car travels through those three beams and they take the average speed and that is the finish line speed. Right. Got Whereas the okay. ET, elapsed time, is Snapping measured sensation. after the car breaks the finish line beam. But remember, viewers, the ET, elapsed time, is not measured from when the green light flashes. Oh, no, viewers. It is measured from when the car leaves the starting line beam. Right, and the difference between the time the green light flashes and the, and the car leaves the beam is called the reaction time. Right, and the perfect reaction time is 0.00. Which is, right. means that the driver has anticipated the green light and the drivers get one flash of three amber lights and then they st- stomp on it 0.4 of a second later and right. it leaves. Anyway, and if they, so it's if very they do difficult it wrong, use. what does it sound like? Well, if they do it wrong, it's going... <laughs> and it generally blows up and they're back on the trail. Look, the fine details of this uh, yeah. interesting anyway. drag racing scenario will be uh, now uh, the, the subject of a brand new podcast That's with right. you on your own. That's right. <laughs> and we'll set it up for you happily and hopefully we'll never have to be part of it. That's right. Or we can now, I must say to you, now coming up, <laughs> coming coming up. up on What's the coming 30th up? of April is the Nitro Championships at Eastern Creek Raceway, which is the three-day event. Also incorporating the Funny Car Cup because there seems to be a resurgence of nitro funny car racing in Australia, which like, which is a whole other story. Ooh, a resurgence. A resurgence, yeah, right? Yeah, nitro funny, funny car racing. Are they be... the people that shave? No, they never shave. They never shave. Right. Except when they go to dinner, like me. Right. <laughs> Only one side. <laughs> Only one side. But just as a quick aside, now Funny Cars viewers are essentially top fuel dragsters but in a very short wheelbase vehicle, housed under a standard-looking body. So they go very fast and they're very squirrely and they're very dangerous and they're very spectacular and they're going to be back. Mate, what's the story with the girls out the front with the cans that go like this, you know, and point on the reversing cycle? What's all that about? That is the burnout girls, the backup girls. See, what they do is they do a burnout and lay down two hot, sticky rubber tracks over the start line and then they get the skimpy, good-looking girls who back the drivers up and direct the drivers to back their cars up exactly over the rubber marks that they've laid down on yeah, the start there, line. But there does right. appear to be the, some OP, uh, OPSM problems and don't... They're very good. OHS. Well, some are, as I said, not so cute. And hence have been, have been put well, out I, there uh, as wives 
and sundry girlfriends. Uh, the four. Well, that's a lot of shit. Well, they're not the ones that he takes the photos of. No, no, I, I, I realise that. <laughs> I realise that. But most of them are cute. Yes. But there has been a few that have sneaked mm. through that's illegally. Right. That's right. And are not doing that particular component of the sport justice. Well, no, it's all justice. It just. Some justice looks better than other justice. Right. Anyway, you done? No, no, I'm just saying. Now, you can find, uh, now, viewers, you want to get out to uh, Sydney Dragway, which was formerly known as Western Sydney International Dragway. It's on Ferriers Road at Eastern Creek. Yep. Right. And yep. it's easy to find because it's right adjacent to the Eastern Creek Waste Transfer Station. <laughs> so you can smell it if the, da- if the, if the wind is down, down, you know, blowing the right way. I think the viewers and, have got their hands. And it's, immediate, it's immediately behind that other dump, Eastern Creek Raceway. Right, okay. So there you go. That's it. It's alive. It's tech time. Tech time. Can we talk about supercharges now? No, you might be able to get a little bit of word in on your Canon. Canon. Oh, yes. Shut up. I've uploaded a new software. Yeah, we'll talk about it because we're over time and the viewers don't listen after 105. Do they? That's right. No, they get bored. Do they? We'll put you on. We'll just edit your Come back. Okay, quick bit of tech time, mate. Oh, we don't edit. Overnight, uh, Apple released 10.6.3, and in fact, I'd like to say that I'm not to say that I'd love to say it, but I can't say that right. I've got a new laptop. No, you can't. Uh, and I can't. So. A new no. 2.8 unibody with 4 yeah. gig of RAM, a 7200 RPM drive, and an anti-glare screen, and I can't tell you about it. I'd right. love to tell you how good it is, and I'm very pleased with it, but I'm not allowed to. Right. Because well, that's signed documents, the same allowed to talk about. That's right. It. So, so whatever, right. no matter how I want to tell you how absolutely great it is or where it came from, I can't. Nope. But it uh, arrived, and it's deluxe. If you give it to yeah. me, can it I arrived, tell him about it? And no, I, oh. I had to go and pick it up for him. Oh, can I? He was in Melbourne. Well, I can't have one for my you birthday. Yeah. Oh, you can't talk to you about it. It's not your birthday. <laughs> penalty. You don't get penalty, one, yeah. penalty. You can't another one. Penalty. Because I'm pussy, one you're not using. Quiet. Quiet. All right. <laughs> Good on you, mate. You're banging the thing okay. down there. You so, could have ruined oh, it. Sorry, viewers. Idiot. <laughs> okay, uh, also, um, anyway, look, that's looking really, really good. Lots of security patches being done. In fact, there's a heap of stuff done in 10.6.3. Macintouch.com will give you all the inside uh, juice on what that is. 400 meg, though. 400 It was fairly meg. large. I did 5 gig of updates last night. Yeah. Um, uh, patching all uh, this, that, and the other thing. Adobe Photoshop CS5 is due here on April 12, and I thought mm. very, very cool. I saw some content-aware fill uh, solutions there where basically, let's just say, we have a road going into the desert. This was the sample that I saw, a road going into the desert uh, with all desert around there, and I very, very loosely selected the road and went, get rid of it, and it just didn't fill it in with desert. Beautiful. Uh, obviously, only going to work with a regular shape. So, in other words, you could sort of... Oh, you can do it with deserts it, You reckon they could fill these in? Yeah, we could fill these in with something tasty. <laughs> Might take another few versions. Maybe we should take a shot instead of the, one of those the cat and use litter, it as the hero for the this crunchy, episode. The crunchy, peppery cat litter. You know, yeah, yeah, perhaps. But perhaps we won't. <laughs> okay, uh, iTunes 9.1 has turned up, and that's providing now uh, the first uh, version of iTunes to give iPad syncing. Yes. Well, obviously, but that's uh, with what's coming up in and, uh, and a little bit of time being delivered in the US, I think, on the same day. Uh, slipped a date from April 4 to April 12. Also managing the uh, iBook. Um, uh, App Store, 
the uh, Apple App Store is now available through Facebook and uh, my new laptop that I can't talk about. It's just so good, but I can't talk about it. Well, where it came from, how it got to me, why I got one, or why there have been any other problems with any other laptops. So if right. I hadn't had to sign a document to say that I can't talk well, about it, you, then or will you if, shut if up you, about it then? If you, give it, if you give it to me, can I talk about it? No, we, you've said that before. You're <laughs> know, repeating just, yourself. June 22 <laughs> is the supposed date of a fictitiously named iPod or iPhone iPhone, a, yes. iPhone HD, which That's will it. be utilising yep. the new JP. You have to. Sp oh, don't cut your grass. Off you go. Oh, no, no, sorry. Right. No, 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 no. It's rumoured. Rumoured. It's going to be using the A4 Spec class chip, which Spec Apple have introduced for the iPad. Quiet. Um, Drag so, <laughs> so, obviously, it'll be faster. Um, it's How gonna fast. One gigahertz. Fast. One gigahertz uh, A4 chip. Um, which will be parallel with the Snapdragon processor. Absolutely. Would it? From Qualcomm. But they make it snappy. Very, very, yep. Yeah. Would so that make it snappy? The, well, the most recent know. Android Hello. phones have been running the Snapdragon. Hello, Chris. That's one Hello, Hello, it's Hello so, you know, that's, that's it expected. But the interesting thing is they reckon that uh, 960 by 640 display. So, well, that's effectively uh, twice the resolution yep. from 480 by 360 at the moment. It is. So that's a, that's a, pretty, good, um, a pretty good jump. But particularly when you're talking Snapdragon again, because uh, Snapdragon. the Android's only got an 800 by 480 pixel resolution. Snapdragon. So it makes another another jump up. A, 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 a front-facing camera to yes. a, a, in, in, in addition as to well the real... As well. Particularly useless. No, particularly useful for porn shots. Because you know, yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, if you're using the back-facing cam, then you, you what can't am I, am I looking at the on. camera? Am I looking at what's going on? But now you just go, you're guaranteed. You get front and back job. <laughs> Simultaneous. <laughs> yeah, both. Sh do they I'm both shoot it. at the same time? I'm loving oh, it. Oh, Johnny, that was bad. No, I'm no, it. What? That <laughs> was bad. What the cameras? The viewers will get what you're talking about. Oh, it's good money. There you go. And um, it's we got supposed to be multitasker-friendly. iPhone OS four. Only for third-party apps, though. Yeah, well, there you go. But that's that's that's, that's the way. Right. It. But I mean, basically, it's you know, it's if it's come if it does come out, then it's obviously got to be be an improvement. The A4 class CPU is is a no-brainer since it's already in use in the iPad. Is it? So June twenty-two is the reputed day. Okay, finally wrapping up. Quick, mate. Uh, we're, we're getting late. People are just going to get upset. Well, that's all right. Chicken, no, you what about the Canon firmware update, update Johnny? Oh, quick, 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 quick. Canon firmware update. Oh, yes. Canon. Canon, uh, <coughs> Canon 5D Mark II firmware He used one of those to clear your throat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's coughing. It's been waited. It's been it's been waited on for months. The new Canon firmware update for the 5D Mark II, which gives you full manual control over the HD video and full manual control over the sound. Over the what? Over the what D? 5D over Mark the what D? II. The HD. Over the HD video. Oh, not the HD. HD. No, HD. Well, gives you full manual control. Well, plus, hi, plus uh, obviously, histonet, 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 histo, histo, histogram. <laughs> Gives you histogram. Penalty! Histogram. <laughs> anyway, I downloaded it recently, viewers, like as in uh, two days ago. And, it's and done nothing with it. No, <laughs> no. It's luxury. He's <laughs> no. just feeling good about it. He's been promising. No, it's good. He's down here for so a week of doing go. nothing. It's good. It's good. So get into it, viewers. Canon.jp. We had a bit of a kerfuffle here yesterday. Kerfuffle? 22-hour broadband outage yes, for uh, Internode. Very, very bad. Um, but it actually and... turns out, JP, that it was it seemed to be only um, associated with the, 
uh, people who were using the extreme yes, ADSL2 ADSL plus, which uh, yep. were provided by Agile Communications, and, yes. and, and hence today I've come up with a new name for the company. Yes, they just need an FR in front, and then they'll be called French Agile. Fragile. Because <laughs> the thing fucking doesn't <laughs> stay up. Well, and on top of that, they lose orders. So they're useless at the moment. Useless well, apparently all the D-slams were provided by Ericsson. Uh, they put software upgrades on all of them, and they all fell over. Now they've put more software upgrades on them yesterday afternoon, and this appeared to resolve the issue. Interestingly, Ericsson, which had been working with Internode to resolve the issue, declined to comment. Yeah, but, but, but they had actually outsourced uh, but, 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 it, a bit yeah, like yeah, Microsoft but, but, had done but, but, with those SAN upgrades, those Hitachi SAN upgrades with yes. that danger, Microsoft danger, um, a, a solution in the US where they went look there was a couple of guys Koreans in a cafeteria and they said look you want to learn 10 bomb tonight here off you go <laughs> and they went look here smoke a few bongs and stay up late and they did and then there was a bit of they didn't do the backup of the sand and then, then 10,000 people lost all their data there you go but what I want to know is who's going to pay for my day of lost productivity and I suppose a, a huge amount is this of this the lost day of productivity you can't talk about yeah well uh, at the lunch uh, spot. Uh, well, absolutely. Right. Well, uh, then, absolutely. But what, you, what else you got? Well, I can't. But I, I think this is where <laughs> this is where we we bring for the first time in the show in uh, our uh, American accent to say I think there's going to be a class action. Class <laughs> action. But you've got no class. Yeah, I got some action. <laughs> and, and on that note, well, no, I'm not on that note. But anyway, I'd just like to say, um, happy birthday to my daughter Matilda who's two yesterday and to her tireless and, and great mother Claire Arla Miss Briss Vegas who was um, taking her to uh, the uh, slippery dip slide place oh, it was closed yeah. Yeah. Oh, but what a great mum and uh, stop throwing the dummy out the window uh, Matilda because uh, you'll crack it once too many times because you've received the crackage have I've, you not I've had crackage received <laughs> uh, I think we're digressing again, viewers, <laughs> with that double-edged camera. That's right, sort of indubitably. Okay, that's it, uh, mate. That's it for me. Look, I was going to talk that's about yeah. Courier, Microsoft nah, Courier tablet. Nah, nah, do that nah, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you? Yeah, anyway, but I do, I do, and in fact, I, I you I have do. got one last thing, and that is, and I, I'm going to tell you how it's done, and. But I'm going to ask Mark first to explain oh, the luxury of hour. dinner last night. Oh, luxury. Luxury viewers. Pork, 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 scotch fillet. Pork, scotch fillet. Pork, scotch fillet okay. with Kifler potatoes mm-hmm. and some lovely, lovely, lovely sea salt. Mm-hmm. And, and those long, thin green things. What are they called? Asparagus. Mm-hmm. Right. With, with, with cheese and some crunchy bits on top. Yep. And... Beautiful, beautiful, creamy gravy, which, which was just not overpowering, but just complementary to the pork. So it was fantastic. Kifflers, Kifflers, parboiled, sliced in half, organic Kifflers with some black sea salt from. Yeah, from black sea salt. You know where they're from? Yeah. You know where that black sea salt comes from? Black sea. Very See, you're paying attention. You're on the <laughs> asparagus <laughs> with palms. Well, Mark, I'd like to thank you for being on the show, and as a um, We'd like to celebrate. celebrate. We my birthday. And, uh, and my birthday. And I'm going to present him with a, a little gift. Yeah, are you? From the show. And, and you know, well, I'll handshake and you can handshake and then we right. can all go. Oh, hang on, have another crunch. No. No, 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 he's, over. no, no he's over the crunch. We are going to have a very nice chicken salad tonight. Oh, good. Excellent. 
But uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to um, uh, hand this uh, hand this over to you, Mark. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, this is your passport to dinner pleasure. <laughs> oh, right. what have you got now? It's liquid oh. gravy engineering, viewers. Graybox, Graybox Racing, liquid gravy, roast pork, class AA. No <laughs> added MSG. No added MSG. 98% nitro. Look at that. <laughs> Holy shit, this is going to go off, man. Who would have ever thought that? That's right. Greybox Racing. Well, good night, viewers. I yeah, think good that night. just about sums it up good now. Night. We better go and eat gravy. And remember, 30th of April, drag racing, Western Sydney. <laughs> and remember, this weekend, Formula One, uh-huh. Malaysia, um, well, Sepang. Now, we're sick of those pesky Europeans. <laughs> and those Dalek pesky Asians in Malaysia. Sepang. <laughs> yeah, go on. Bye now, viewers. And Bye I'll be viewers. back with more news from that, the Nitro Champs. That's Unless like it pisses down the road. See you later, viewers. Bye now. Will again. So ciao.